I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. This is Song vs. Song, and guess what, everybody? We've been bought by Disney. We- come, come on, man. <laughs> you can't... You can never say that on a podcast I'm a part of. Oh, okay. We have not been bought by Disney. Thank you. But I personally, and by that I mean my body, has been bought by Disney. Oh. Yep. Uh, they, they tattooed- have, they, have they done anything with it yet? Well, they tattooed a big uh, Mickey ear on my... Uh, on my butt, and I have like one of those uh, fast pass things, like permanently implanted into my arm. So I get I get in free. Is there any downside? I mean, let's be real. Like even we're joking, but Disney does own us. Like owns the world. We are slaves of the mouse. All hail mouse. Great. And uh, <laughs> we were gonna debate two songs, both of which are all great. All hail mouse. Uh, Let it go from Frozen 2013, and how far I'll go from Moana 2016. Yes. All right. So, uh, just gut reaction. Gut which, reaction. Which song do you prefer? How far I'll go. Why? Because "Let It Go" was bad, and it's always been bad. Wow. Yeah, I went there. I went there, everyone. All right. I mean, I I know for a fact that there are people that partook in the poll that will agree with you. Yeah. I also lean towards "How Far I'll Go," but it's as soon as I started researching it i started to question myself yeah it's just that i like moana better than frozen that's really what that what the crux of that is you know to me it's the difference between a song that is probably is most definitely the most popular disney song of the 2010s mm-hmm. and probably the best disney in-house animated film of the 2010s I imagine the show to be a lot more adversarial than it turned out to be because we agree on things most of the time. But I think we're uh, on like pretty solid separate sides on this one because you really like Moana and you've told me you really don't like Frozen. You've told me that. No, I don't like the movie Frozen. I like the one theme. I like the, the, the sisterhood thing. That's great. The rest of the movie kind of sucks. Okay, meanwhile, I am on the exact opposite side of you in that I think both movies are mediocre. Wow, you're wrong. <laughs> you have never They're been... both fine. They're I, fine. Let me tell you something. Not only is Moana the best in-house Disney animated feature of the 2010s, yeah. I would be willing to make an argument that it is also better than, if not virtually all, than all Pixar movies of the 2010s also. That's how much I like Moana. Wow, I can think of maybe four Pixar movies that it's better than, like, and the, like the real low end, like Cars Two, like Cars Two is from the 2010s, as is as is Cars Three, right? Oh, of the 2010s, I thought you meant I thought you said Pixar of all time. No, like, no. 2010s. All right, so what? No, I'm gonna okay. The 2010s have not been great for Pixar. But... Yeah, I mean, so here's here are its competitors. Just yeah. just for just for the record, uh, as far as I'm concerned. There's no, like no Cars movie, definitely not Incredibles two, definitely not Monsters University. I'm not even looking at my computer right now. I know all, I know all of these. Honestly, I'd maybe Incredibles two better than Moana. I don't oof, know. These oof. are, I don't know. I, I'm but suddenly wait, realizing but, I don't like a lot of Disney this decade. Wow. Oh but, my god. But uh, there are some ones that usually stand out that people really like. Toy Story. Toy Story three. four. Toy, Toy Story three, three also. Uh, yeah, they're both twenty. And uh, there's what are the other two? Um, one is Coco, and then oh, there's yeah, Coco, like definitely. and there's like one other one that's pretty good, but I can't think of what it is right now. Inside Out. Yes, there you go. Inside Out. So Inside Out, I also really love. I feel like this is going to become a podcast. It's just the, the the Disney things we like. 
I don't know. I already feel sacrilegious that you may you've like asked me point blank because like why do you prefer how far I'll go? And I had to say, well, I'll let it go is bad, and I never liked it. And now I, f- I feel a little heretical. And, and you, like for for what it's worth, listeners, Danny watched Lion King for the first time a couple months ago and didn't like it. So, that's true. That's true. I don't. So we. Why, are I don't know why you would out me. <laughs> we're all sorts of sacrilege over here. It's true. And by and by that you mean the original Lion King that I thought was. One of the most overrated things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, well, I disagree with him on that. So, you, you know, leave me alive, everyone. When- <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, if one of us is, has to die now that we've said all those things. Yeah. But, you know, I have a I have a, a theory and I guess we can sort of get into it now that we've mm. stated what our general opinions are. So I told you this at a, at a trivia night the other day. And now oh. I'm going to say this in the podcast. Perhaps you have had some 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 time to mm-hmm. consider this this theory that I have. So there is a concept, right? This thing that exists in the in the annals of pop culture. Mm-hmm. The idea that there is a thing that is so bad that it becomes good. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Troll 2 or The Room or yeah. To Boldly Flee, etc. Oh, gotcha. Uh, edit, edit that out one. <laughs> edit that one out. <laughs> Leave it in. Uh so I think it's interesting to posit uh, the question of the opposite. Mm-hmm. Is it possible for a thing to be so good that it becomes bad? I believe the answer to that question is yes. And I believe that Let It Go is the perfect example of that. Well, Let It Go is obviously like, quite honestly, it's probably one of the biggest songs of the decade. Like no, no one thinks of it that way. It's like we're in uncharted territory for this podcast because this is not really a pop song. This is a, a show tune. But it was such a... But it was also a huge, humongous pop hit. It was. It did very well, uh, and it won an Academy Award and a Grammy, whereas How Far I'll Go what, won an award. Like, wow, an award! <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just a Grammy. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda would have his EGOT if not for the fact that How Far I'll Go lost to some fucking piece of shit from La La Land. That which, is true. Gosh, that is, this is a great opportunity to just talk shit about La La Land. Let's just spend the rest of the podcast talking about how La La Land isn't good. No, let's not do that. I'll, I'll say this. The worst thing about La La Land is the music. I cannot even tell you which song it was. And if you told me which song it was, I couldn't tell you how it goes. All so. right. That's fair. Look, here's the thing. I believe that Let It Go, you could make an argument. And you would not make this argument, but I think someone mm. could. Um, that not only is it the biggest hit that Disney had as far as a mu- as far as musical from a movie is concerned, the 2010s, mm-hmm. but you can make an argument that it is the most popular Disney song from an animated film from Snow White to present day. That's... That there is no song that even touches it. I think when you wish upon a star might complain. I mean, it's hard to ch- hard to measure these things. Like I don't know how you measure chart success in the 40s. I think that's the only one that would maybe touch it. But it's like it, it's, it's just enormous. Yeah. And what's weird is that when I started thinking about why I preferred How Far I'll Go, one half of it was truly that I just felt that that song is a perfect part of a whole. Like I look mm-hmm. at Moana as a, as a sum total thing and it's like, here's mm-hmm. How Far I'll Go and it's reprise and all of the other songs that are within the oeuvre that make up Moana as a film. And it just feels exactly like it just slots in 
perfect. It's like a it's like a perfect puzzle piece in the puzzle that makes up Moana. Yeah, yeah completely co-signed. That is absolute. How far I'll go is exactly the right thing that goes right in that part of the movie. But the other half of my distaste for Let It Go was the overplayed aspect the fact that it was so inescapable and that if you had children or if you had any friends who had children Mm -hmm. you heard this song 10 million times a day for a solid couple of years Uh, obviously i knew going into this that let it go is going to be like the bigger song so the question was is it going to like blow out moana because it's so much bigger or is it going to lose horribly because it's so much bigger and 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 so this is the thesis right so so good it becomes bad here are the layers First, it's the overplayed quality. But also, it's that I think that Frozen is a... I don't know if mediocre is the word for me. To me, it's a mess. And the reason it's a mess is because they had had a plot. Mm-hmm. And then um, the dude who did Book of Mormon... <laughs> uh, Robert Lopez. Yeah, and his wife uh, created this song, Let It Go. And Adina Menzel was going to sing it. Mm-hmm. And then they changed the whole movie around the song. This is sort of like one of the more famous things about the movie is that it just wouldn't have been the movie that we got without the song. Let It Go is like a meteor that left a giant crater in in Frozen. Like, it changed everything. Because she was supposed to be the... Elsa was the bad guy. She was the villain, and then they made uh, the the ginger guy. He became the villain. Uh, and I, I rewatched both of these. Same. And I all hail Disney. Yeah. On Disney Plus, yep. you can you can get it for free. You know, if you have some, if you have Verizon, you get a year free. Yeah, I just watched such great Disney classics as Frozen and Moana and Three Men and a Baby. Oh, so- I watched uh, Moana and Frozen, and I watched a third thing that I intend to interject into this conversation: Tangled. That's a, the the start of a new era for Disney. Tangled. Tangled is where this started. It is, and I think what's interesting is that Frozen is sort of, is like Tangled 2.0. And I think it really it, is, yes. And I think that it would have been exactly as unsuccessful as Tangled mm-hmm. if not for Let It Go. Let It Go is it. It's great. People talk about how they like Frozen because it's a story about the love between two sisters. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Lilo and Stitch already did that, and Lilo and Stitch is infinitely superior to Frozen. Infinitely. I'm not a Frozen hater. Frozen's fine. I will agree that Lilo and Stitch... Is it Lilo or Lilo? It's Lilo. Lilo and Stitch... What, what would you just say? Lilo. Lilo. Okay. Lilo and Stitch is a better movie than Frozen. I don't know. I walked into Frozen... I don't even know what I expected. I don't even know if I knew it was a musical, because they didn't really play that up during the, the previews, as I recall. It was uh, just a movie, and then it was like a giant sleeper hit by the time I watched it. And I was like, that was fine. I let me say this. I see why Frozen developed such a giant fan base, even if I'm not a part of it. Moana, I don't see it. It's. Uh. I will. I feel if I explain it, then I am becoming a, a reply guy <laughs> in the midst of our podcast. Um, suffice it to say. We, we are two men having a conversation. You're allowed to. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, so first of all, um, is there anything that you like about the song Let It Go? I like it a lot more out of context, honestly, like out of context of the movie, because like, like I said, I was like, I saw Frozen. I was like, that's fine. I like it. I can see why people liked it. But it's like, I can tell you one thing I don't like, and that is that Let It Go. It's a four chord song. Like, actually, they're both four chord songs. Now that I think about it, at least in the chorus. 
It's like, let it go, let it go. No one knows. Yeah, yeah, they're both the pop song chords. But I don't know, it just seemed really basic to me. And more importantly, the tone of it didn't seem like it fit the scene. Like, because it's so happy. It is like so triumphant and uncomplicatedly happy. But then it ends with, you know, Elsa slamming the door shut. This is a like this was clearly meant to be a darker song and they just failed to write it because they were so happy with what the what they did write. Yes, and, they made a song so good that it had to be used. It had to be used because it was going to be a juggernaut massive success that it meant that the rest of the movie was irrelevant. The rest of that movie like you can talk about things that you like about it, but in my opinion, the only thing that matters about Frozen is Let It Go. It's the only thing that matters at all. Honestly, I prefer for the songs that came before it. I preferred uh, Love Is an Open Door and uh, Oh, I hate Love Is an Open Door. Ugh. I mean, wow. it's not as bad as Fixer Upper, which is the absolute <laughs> wow. worst. Okay, yes, I can think of two things I really didn't like when I left <laughs> Frozen the first time. Let it go, and also whatever the hell was happening with the goddamn trolls. The trolls, which were clearly uh, the sort of cast off of whatever the first draft was that they decided to keep around for some reason, but they yeah. had no business being there. So that was a very brave situation, you know? Yeah, Brave is another movie that you can tell, like, was Underwent two massive rewrites. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to tell you, I think having, so I realized, you know, in my, my immediate complaint that uh, Let It Go was played out, that I actually hadn't heard it in a couple of years. Yeah. Like you were talking about the overplay and I know a lot of people are talking about the overplay. Like we don't have kids and we don't know a lot of people who have kids. Right. So I realized that it was just a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Where are you, where are you hearing it? Like. And that's the thing. I'm not. It's just that that's the conversation. Yeah. That's the public discourse as it's played out. And and I thought, that movie came out in 2013. Yeah. I It's 29. It's been six years, you know. Uh, so I don't really, it's like, where honestly, where do I get off complaining about that? <laughs> it's, it's a non-issue. So instead I said, well, I'll, I'll just listen to the song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I cried. I cried <laughs> listening to that song because it's fucking great. It is a perfect song. There is a reason that the queer community latched onto it as hard as they did. You know, Elsa's just a mutant, like an X-Men type of mutant. Mm-hmm. And mutants are stand-ins for oppressed minorities. You don't the say. The queer community being one of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really, like, blowing the, the fucking roof off. I, I always just keep thinking of Deadpool 2 where he walks on. I was like, we're the X-Men. A dated metaphor for racism in the 60s. When you watch Let It Go, uh, or just listen to it even, it just... So clear to me, even all these years later, that it is about uh, letting, like, releasing your the shackles that you've put on put upon yourself because you allowed yourself to care that people were mad that you're gay Different. or trans or non-binary or I mean, like, it could be anything. But I feel like this is, you know, m- for me, it's those things or a horrible ice witch. Yes, right. Especially very yeah. relatable for me. Horrible ice witch. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's very emotional. It's a very powerful song that has a very simple message that's told very effectively. And Adina Menzel sings it. And that's another thing, right? Which is Adina Menzel. She's Broadway darling Adina Menzel. But why is she Broadway darling Adina Menzel? Why that would be because of her involvement with one of the most important pieces of gay media in fucking history, Rent. 
Oh, I thought we were going for Wicked. I mean, there's that too. I, I have no idea what Wicked is. I've never seen. I but, mean, w- I mean, Wicked is. I mean, I'm sure that yes, there's an element to that too. But like, Rent is outright about you know is about a thing. You know, whereas Wicked, it's like there's subtext. There's no subtext. It's all text in Rent. Yeah. So you know, she was Maureen, and that's a pretty big deal. You know, whether you like or hate Maureen, this is you know that that's like her first huge major footprint in the zeitgeist. So it's hard not to, uh, as an adult listening to her sing the song and have that background. And I, like I saw Rent when I was in high school to sort of have that response to it. So yes, yeah, so I, I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is, I don't know why I was complaining about this song is amazing. Well, I, I tell you what, like I said, I've watched Frozen the first time, liked most of it, did not like Let It Go. And Moana, I was like, it's fine. But like when How Far I'll Go popped on, I was like, oh man, I totally get this. This is amazing. This one scene, not even the one scene, the scene's not particularly amazing. The song is amazing. The thing is, though, there's not that kind of subtext to it. It just is what it is. It's a fun I want song written really well. There are tons of those. There's one in every Disney movie. There is a how far I'll go in just about all of them. There is, you know, this is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Or or Ariel, yeah. Or Part of Your World. Yep. Or more specifically, it is Up Around the River Bend by Pocahontas. Yes, yes. Well, That's the one it resembles the most. Yes, feel free to watch that Lindsay Ellis video. <laughs> oh, right. She did the whole thing with the Pocahontas and the Moana. Yes, that they're, they are effectively the same movie, um, except that one of them is bad, and one of them, in my opinion, is great. One of them is substantially better than the other. We can agree on that. Great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, all right. Let's talk about um, how far I'll go for a second. Like, the more we talk about it, like, it's much easier to talk about Let It Go. Is it? So, I think, so, here's the thing that's interesting, uh, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit when we get to some of the, the comments. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, again, I said, so good it's bad? Mm-hmm. Adina Menzel, so amazing. Such a such a, a, a really well-acknowledged, beloved Broadway performer. Mm-hmm. But she's playing Elsa. How old is Elsa supposed to be? And also, when you get that big, you have, you know, people who hate you. Yeah, that is something I found out. Idina Menzel is controversial. Yeah, a lot of people don't like her. A lot of people can't stand her, you know. But that's, you know, I mean, like, that's that's subjective. But that's the thing about being so big is that people are going to have really strong, subjective opinions about you. And... The thing about Auli... Auli Cravalho. Thank yes. you. Uh, I was I got there. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, this is the first job she ever had. Yeah. She went she through and they had like, they they, they interviewed like a, a couple hundred, they, they tried to cast a couple hundred people and she was the last person they brought in mm-hmm. for the auditions and then they put her through the mill and then they gave her the job. But it was it's her first credit mm-hmm. and she was, I think, 16 when they were recording. She was basically the same age as Moana. So I think... In that case, when you're talking about the individual songs, mm-hmm. I feel like that is a huge boon to that song. She really embodies and personifies that character. She really becomes Moana, whereas Adina Menzel is Adina Menzel. Yeah, like I, I on the rewatch, I was a little confused about this. Like, how old is Elsa? Like, it's like her court. It's her coronation day. So, like, is that she's becoming of age? So, like, yeah, twenty one at the most. Yeah, it was, like, it, was yeah. it was bad enough when they got the cast of Rent back together. <laughs> For the movie, yeah. yeah. And I was like, y'all are a little long in the tooth. I would have been a little too long in the tooth, and I'm younger than them. I think that this is the thing that really helps 
how far I'll go is that they cast somebody to um, play the the voice and to sing songs who was effectively the same age as the character who was from a somewhat similar background. That was like a big thing about Moana is that they made a big yeah, all deal the, about all it. The, everyone's Polynesian in some way or another in that movie. And um, except for the writers. <laughs> oh, but, but you baby know. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've got that. And then you've got, I think the difference between like somebody who had already been established, like here we have a guy who, um, who would let it go actually got that he nailed his EGOT because of Frozen. But was already well on his way there. Well, I was looking it up on his Wikipedia page. Robert Lopez, he wrote it with his wife, Kristen Anderson Lopez. Robert Lopez is not only the, an EGOT winner, he has multiple enemies, multiple Grammys, multiple Oscars, and multiple Tonys. He has more than one of each. That guy's trophy rack must be like the size of the Lincoln Memorial. Like, Yeah, but what's really interesting is that if you compare that Lin Manuel Miranda, who did the a lot of the the music for this, mm-hmm. was in the midst of doing Hamilton. Like Hamilton was just starting up. Hamilton had not become Hamilton. They had yeah. hired him on the heels of In the Heights, which was a modest success, but not. So he yeah. was he was, it wasn't Hamilton, right? He yeah. was. I think he was still really hungry. And there have been interviews where he actually yeah. said that this was sort of a a space for him to take a break. You know, he this was like his his breath in between Hamilton because Hamilton was so all encompassing. I guess he wrote the music and then Hamilton blew up in 2015. Yes, it did. And so by the time the movie came out, people thought, oh, he sold out. And he, he was like, <laughs> he was like, I sold that way before Hamilton, guys. <laughs> the mouse owns Hamilton also. Yeah. Well, that's interesting uh, also. But I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember to, to bring that up again later. Yeah, I just feel like there is a scrappiness to moana in general compared to frozen he's young he's hungry he's looking for a shot yes that's you <laughs> see that that's right and and he and he shot his he shoot he shooted his shot i don't know i don't, I, I don't I, like I, hamilton I, yeah i don't know hamilton uh, so broadway is a little bit of a blind spot for me as a music critic i don't i didn't see the book of mormon which is what robert lopez made his thing off of and i have not seen hamilton i hear it's good but uh you know i just think again the thing about for me, uh, How Far I'll Go is that it is a good song that has a couple reprises. Like, it's like, yeah. you know what? Let me, you know what I would compare it with? You know how um, uh, the, the score for Up, that, mm. that little motif, that do-do-do-do, that thing? I haven't seen Up in a long time, although I still have my free trial with Disney Plus, so wow. I can check that out as soon you, as I go home. You sure could. But so that motif is infinitely adaptable depending upon the instrumentation and the um the the pacing of the song uh depends entirely what those notes convey what kind of mood they evoke and i think what's interesting about how far i'll go is that between that and the reprise and then the third time they they effectively bring it back when she's on the boat, and the grandmother shows up as the as the stingray. Yeah, right at the end, of the and movie, uh, yeah. and and she sings again, which is basically, uh, you know, it's not exactly the same, but there's a lot of again the same motifs in it. It just adds up to a whole. That's the thing. I like how far I'll go because it's indicative of the overall vibe of a great movie. And I know that you see it differently, but that was why I came away liking that song so much. Uh, you know, it's a, a funny thing. Um, I was reading what Lin Manuel was saying about like 
how he wrote it. And it was like, well, I had to go. I went back to my childhood bedroom at my old house, and I sat there in my teenage bedroom, and I tried to be as angsty as I possibly could. Which is funny because this does not strike me as an angsty song. Well, no, I think what he came away with, and again, I mean, I think that this is also interesting. Just like I find "Let It Go" to be very interesting, I find "How Far I'll Go" as a as a character beat mm-hmm. to be very interesting. She loves her island. She loves the idea that she's going to be the chief. Mm-hmm. But also, no matter how hard she fights it, she has this desire to get in a boat and leave. A yeah. very, very normal human thing. It's very common that even if you like your life, I think that there are just It's about going moments. to college. Like it the- is. I mean, it's about a lot of things. You yeah. know, I think I think throughout your life you face moments like that where it's, mm-hmm. you know, do you fish or cut bait? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just think that that's... A really interesting idea, and I don't think that it's something that we see as much in Disney movies. So in that way, it was it was kind of different. So I really liked it, but I feel we've talked for a little while, and I'm no closer to a real answer. Like I was sure when when you first said these were the songs, mm-hmm. I am now completely unsure. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna ask the three questions. <sighs> it's three questions time. You ready? All right. Okay. This is a really hard one. Because right. it's got a lot that rides on it if you think about it for more than a minute. One of these has to be lost to time. Someone has come in, an evil genie, whatever it is, and says, look, one of these is going to be lost to time forever. You have to make the Sophie's choice. Only one can stay. The other one you will never hear again. And if you ask anybody about it, they'll have no idea what you're talking about. What is the one that has to stay? You know, How Far I'll Go is a very good song. It's the best version of, I think, this kind of song. But we've got, like, good solid B-plus versions of How Far I'll Go. We'd, I'm not sure we have another Let It Go. I have a question for you. What? Um, if there's no Let It Go, is there a Frozen? And if so... There's certainly not a Frozen 2. N- well, not just that. I'm suggesting to you that Frozen may have never even made it out the door. And if it did, it would have been a middling at best success, just like Tangled. And here's the follow-up question to that. If that's what happened, and I guarantee you that it would, without Let It Go, I really believe that Frozen, even if it made it out the door, would never have been successful. Would we have even gotten a Moana? And if we did, what would it have looked like? And in point of fact, Jonathan, people were saying that this is like uh, Book of Mormon versus Hamilton, but Jonathan Groff is in Frozen. And is King George in Hamilton? Who is he? Who was he? He was a uh, Sven. No, he was a uh, Hans. No, he was Sven. No, he was Kristoff. Uh, right there, you go. Okay, you got there. So, Sven yeah, so, was the- so he's Kristoff. He was already, I guess, a, like a bit of a name in his way. Um, but I think that Frozen was a really big moment for him. He's a really good guy, sort of well known as being a good dude. My friend uh, works on Little Shop of Horrors right now that Jonathan Groff is doing basically because he thought it would be fun. Is, is he Seymour? And he's great. Which Seymour? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so he's great in it, and uh, but like every, very well known as a nice guy. And here's my thing that I wonder. So he and Lin Manuel Miranda have been friends since like 2007. They met while Lin was working on In the Heights. I could not find the information. The question of how did Lin Manuel Miranda get the gig doing Moana? What if 
Jonathan Groff played a part. Use his Disney connections. What if he was like, hey, I know a guy and did introductions? Because, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not trying to take anything away from Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's a a great composer. But like with many things, it's, it's far more who you know than it is what you know. So what if some part of him getting on that project, Lin-Manuel Miranda, had to do with Jonathan Groff and the connection to the two of them and Jonathan Groff's connection to Disney vis-a-vis Frozen? Would that would there have even been a Kristoff without Let It Go? Was he a brand new character that was inserted when they when they rewrote things? You know, there's all of these things that I wonder about. And that means, you know, it's possible that even if Moana did exist, it could have existed without Lin-Manuel, which would make it a completely different movie. You would never even, what I'm saying is, I don't know if How Far I'll Go exists without Let It Go. How Far I'll Let It Go? Um, well, well, actually, I was saying, well, it was like, we don't have another Let It Go. But, you know, people who have seen this musical tell me, it's like, Let It Go is just a ripoff of Defying Gravity from Wicked. Kind of. I Have you seen Wicked? How valid I've heard is that this? song. Yes, they yes. are similar. I don't know. I feel like Let It Go means a lot more to people. Like you said, all you know, for every oppressed minority out there who who can suppress their identity in public, this Let It Go means something to them. Yeah, and I it's really hard for me because the thing is, again, I like How Far I'll Go better. I just, I don't know, like, how far do we take, how far do we go with this question? <laughs> no it, one knows. <laughs> I guess it's, yeah, it's just weird because are we saying that somehow how far I'll go will still exist. That it's not like this thing where you're like, oh yeah, get rid of let it go. And then all of a sudden, all, I think, I think all of these dominoes collapse that you couldn't have foreseen. I, I think we're going on a beetle, like a yesterday rules where like you just take an eraser to history and everything that happened afterwards is still, still exists. Okay. All right. I just think it's an interesting question. It's a historical yeah. uh, curiosity. Um, if I had to get rid of one of them, I would, I would, I let it go. I just love how how far I'll go so much. Like if it stays, if it stays, if it if everything else stays the same except the one song goes, then yeah. Yeah. I guess I just like I do wonder historically what would have happened because it's not like like Disney would have survived, but I do think that their animation house would be completely different. Yeah, like you like you said, there's just like that giant ripple effect from Let It Go. Like it changed. I can't believe I lived in a world without Let It Go. It feels like it's always existed, you know? Yes. Uh, like, it, it doesn't feel like something that just popped into existence around this time six years ago. All right. Second question. Mm-hmm. You get your, uh, your, your ghost of Christmas past or whatever, your ghost of music past. Mm-hmm. You can go back in time. You can be invisible in the room and watch the composition unfold for one of these songs. Who do you want? Like, who do you want to see make a song? And which song, I suppose? Like, again, I have to keep both these things in mind. Which song do you want to see composed from Soup to Nuts? Well, you know, I guess I, it's and speaking as someone who I think I have to go with Let It Go again because like I've read, you know, they're talking about like all the things they were listening to, like a lot of Broadway and a lot of Disney, but also like Avril Lavigne making Let It Go. Oh, right. Which is like so bizarre to me. And I guess I want to know how they got so far afield from their actual assignment. Like they made com- something completely different from what they were told to make. And I, I just wanted to know like where they made the decision is like, no, we made this instead. You're going to enjoy it. Man. And I, I guess I'd like to see Adina Menzel sing. <laughs> like I've never seen her live. So I just uh, like to see her 
she's a very, very powerful singer. Yes. And I feel like if you really watched her in person, you could watch that vein on her neck like start to really swell. <laughs> what a what a weird thing to want. How far I'll go, I like more, but it's not as interesting to me is where I where I guess I'm going with that. Well, and here's what I'll say as as a point of fact, uh, at least at some point in the composition for these songs, he had folks from Hamilton <laughs> doing the demos, including I believe how far I'll go. So I think that's kind of interesting because he'd had there were so for different songs they would come in there was uh there was one song where they came in and just did a bunch of percussive stuff all improvisational they recorded it and then Lynn took it back and took the best bits of it and formed songs out of that and and so I think for me I would prefer how far I'll go just because the combination of that improv improvisational work and uh knowing that you have people who are working on Hamilton as Hamilton was getting big right because that's the thing is. If I get to see how far I'll go get made mm-hmm. as a as just as a matter of of a bonus, I'm also getting to see some of the behind the scenes of Hamilton as it gets big, <laughs> which is pretty fucking cool. So I think for me, it's like you kind of get both in that. And also, yeah, I just it's like based on everything that Linda said about the composition of that entire movie, I just I don't know. I think he's got a really cool process and I would love to see that. I can't tell a lie. You know, um. When Let It Go was being written before they had a title for it or the lyrics, you know what it was called? Elsa's Badass Song. I do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sweet, sweet, sweet backs. <laughs> Let it go. Sweet Elsa, Elsa backs. Badass Song. All right, third question, and the most important question of all. William Shatner is going to do a Shatner version, but of only one of these two songs, and you are the one that is going to decide who the Shat is going to Shat next. Which song has got to be Shatnerized? Uh, you know, that's a funny thing. You've popped this. I've thought about this question a lot because since you started asking it to me, and I've realized Shatner has doesn't just sing any song. He sings very jaded, weary songs, and I feel like maybe he couldn't. He definitely couldn't do "How Far I'll Go" and "Let It Go" would probably sound bad when he gets to the big soaring chorus. But the verses, I think he could really pull off. Those Let It are, Go is, to me, the clear winner. Yeah, like that is an actor's song right there. It is. It really is. Um, all right. So we, we agree, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. So somebody, one of these days, I swear, we're going to either become friends with William Shatner or we'll find somebody that does a really good Shatner impression. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Do you do a really good Shatner impression? Tweet at us or make a video <laughs> and, then link, and then link it on Twitter or wherever of you doing a version of Let It Go, because I would love, love, love to hear it. And by the way, also related, people should be tweeting at Lin-Manuel Miranda and Jonathan Groff to ask them about um, that uh, Moana question. Like, how did you get involved in Moana? Yeah, frozen? I would love to know. Because the thing is, like, I would feel weird if I showed up and asked my friend, like, hey, can, can you ask Jonathan Groff a question for me? That's <laughs> weird. But if somebody does it on Twitter, whole different set of rules. Yep, there are no rules on Twitter. You can be as intrusive as the hell you want. Wow. Speaking of, Avenue Q, also Robert Lopez. Yes, so. that's true. That is true. Gosh, I have a lot of weird connections to some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we get into the comments? Yes, let's do some comments. All right. Uh, Kylie writes, I went for how far I'll go simply because my Samoan grandmother would be giving me a massive side eye from the afterlife if I didn't. That's right. Yeah. Well, didn't, that's like that's like Moana meets Coco. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have you know that, you know, I picked how far I'll go. And on my uh, mother's mother's side, I am part Arendellian. So she is giving me a you're side busted. Eye. 
Yep. That's it. Okay. Jacob Eilfson says, I still haven't seen either movie. I've heard Let It Go approximately a gazillion times, and it's made me want to stay away from Frozen. And I had never heard How Far I'll Go before, but it makes me want to see Moana. Plus, it doesn't make me think of a performance artist making a crowd moo in order to stick it to the man. Moo with me, Dan. I shan't. <laughs> I shan't. Diet, um, Diet Coke. Come on, man. It, these are rent references for the record. Yes, I don't. <laughs> it would be. I'm really glad that Lindsay isn't a guest on the show this <laughs> week. It would be. It would, we would spend the next 20 minutes. Okay. SR writes, "Let it go" is more gay. The end. That is all SR wrote for you. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Is it, What's I mean, wrong with that, SR? <laughs> I hope that that's it. Well, I look, I have taken it to mean yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, that's how I took it too. But, you know, he didn't I clarify mean, or she didn't clarify for that matter. I, uh, they. Yes. It turns out the singular. Anyway, the, um, yes, I agree with that. Of the two, it is more gay, um, which is. That's pretty undeniable. Yeah. Which is, which is a huge plus, a huge plus for me. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Lanth. That's L-A-N-T-H, Lanth, writes, like, I just enjoy how glorious a fuck you let it go is. Now that I'm an adult, all the, you know, let's go off and see the exciting wide world Disney songs don't really hit a chord for me anymore. So for the big hit song to be something actually relatable to my adult life, you know, fuck the haters, I'm doing what I want, was pretty great. Yeah, like, How Far I'll Go is a, is a children's song. It, like, has a, it has occurred to me that uh, Frozen, when it works, is a far more adult than average Disney movie. It, I will agree, it does not work all the time. N- no, it, 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 there's a lot of points when it does not work. But I think that there are, uh, there are things about Frozen. When Frozen works, it's very mature for a Disney film. Uh, Brianna Brower writes, I generally like both songs and the movies they're from. However, one movie is a white-on-white-on-white cash grab boasting the vocals of a Broadway star from 20 years ago, belting so hard you can feel the vein in her neck popping, while the other song's vocals are fresh-faced and the movie it's from actually tries. I think Frozen tries. One might argue it tries too hard. <laughs> you might. You could. You could. Argue, one could make that case. Yes. You know, it's a funny thing. Like, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of Adina Menzel's singing either, but uh, there is, like, the pop version. There's the Demi Lovato version. Oh man, the the face you just made. Well, I mean, so there's I don't know if you included any of these, but um I don't remember there being a lot of digs on Demi Lovato, but Alicia Cara gets absolutely gutted <laughs> in a lot of the comments that we got on these. I don't really know really? her well enough. I didn't yeah, a lot of people any. kept I'd... saying that how much they hate Alicia Cara or that she's a curse on music or I don't what? know. What? She's just some young she's Canadian singer. She's just a singer. teenage girl. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't do enough research. I apologize to understand the story behind that. Oh, she's just you know, one of the Lord wannabes that popped up in the the last half of this decade. I, I will say, I I really did very much dislike her version of uh, How Far I'll Go. Really, I didn't really no- notice any major differences in which versus the Demi Lovato Let It Go, which is extremely different from the movie version. Yeah, it's I mean that's much poppier. There's guitars in it and such. Yeah. Well, I, I'll say this. I definitely prefer to Dina Menzel's version because Demi Lovato and she Demi Lovato can absolutely belt but she's playing it back a lot and I was like no this needs to be full force I feel like and for some reason it starts with the chorus Demi's version which that's that completely fucks up the structure it's like no don't start with let it go you got to build to that yeah they really made a mistake I mean that's exactly the same reason that the 1996 Doctor Who TV movie never went in there 
they started the Doctor Who theme song at the middle eighth instead of the beginning. What the hell were they thinking? Absolutely. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's listen. That's that's for for five people that get it. Yeah. Y'all understand. All right. Uh, C.S. Drennan. All this person wrote was, I can't really deal with the lyric. A kingdom of isolation. isolation. I and love it. it. <laughs> I it, love it. You're wrong. <laughs> and it looks like. Dot, I'm, dot, dot. I'm, I'm the queen. queen. Oh, my God. That song, that just rolls. I can't even. I mean, like, again, uh, uh, these things are subjective, but um, I, I can't help it. I love that. I love that so much. Derek Elman picked How Far I'll Go because, quote, How Far I'll Go isn't destroying the voice of one of the best singers on Broadway one live performance at a time. Does, does Adina Menzel perform that song a lot? Like, No. I don't think she I, does, I, and she's certainly not doing it on Broadway. And by the way, <laughs> in case anybody was curious if we're actually owned by Disney, don't see the the Frozen musical on Broadway. It is awful. Really? I can't. I, I, like, I mean, I've seen much worse Broadway shows. It's just not very good. I Like, here's the thing. No matter what I say, it doesn't matter. Frozen 2 is going to be out in theaters by the time you hear this. And uh, so it's going to get a really big bonus. The only good thing I can say about it, great audio engineering. Uh, <laughs> You got you got a friend. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I just don't think much. If you're comparing it with the two other shows that are on Broadway, Aladdin and The Lion King, yeah, it comes up wanting a little bit. Uh, Nato Kitsch just writes, "No, I think they may have children." Oh, could be <laughs> possible. Yeah, and uh, one last one before we go into the uh, the results. Diego Diaz writes, "Oh, this is gonna be a massacre." Checks results. What? I don't know what they what massacre they expected, Diego. Like, I uh, here's the thing. I knew from the jump that it was going to be tight, or at least because, and, and I saw at one point there was there were other comments saying that it was really neck and neck, and I'm not surprised by that because, again, I think that the general accepted opinion is that Moana is really enjoyable and good. And Frozen is played out, even though maybe Let It Go is better than How Far I'll Go. It just was too inescapable for too long. And the movie that it's attached to was just kind of messed up by its very existence. Whereas I think I mean, I think honestly, truly that like it's it's very hard to decide between a song that was so good that it wrecked the movie that it was in (laughs) and a song that was just right for the movie that it was in. Yeah. But that that movie is generally accepted as being really great. Well, let let me say this. Uh, You know, I remember a time before the Frozen Backlash. But anyway, that was a slow burner on that one. But what do you think won? I genuinely have no idea, but I can't wait to find out. Okay. For a total uh, result of 236 to 286, the winner... With a 55% lead is how far I'll go. No shit. Yep, it got, what was it, 50 more votes. I'm going to tell you, I I don't think we've proven anything this day. <laughs> if you think that that somehow means anything. I think if I let I, the... Usually our highly scientific poll <laughs> is something that is completely above reproach. But However. I think if we let this poll run another day, we it may would, have different results. Like I think that's probably true. I think it's really difficult. I honestly, you know, usually I in the end I feel really confident. But I was only taking how far I'll go because every time you said a thing about let it go, I thought I agree with that. However, 
there's also this thing about how far I'll go that I've been thinking about for the last couple of weeks that make it a thing that I really love and in some ways love more than let it go. It's really, it's wild. Uh, yeah, my overall thought on who has won this by, by 50 votes, I love Moana. I don't, I can't, there's, I, I can't accept those results. <laughs> I can't, I don't know that they're, I don't like, usually I think that we really, I think we really speak truth to power usually, but I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> it's tough to say. All right. Yeah. Um, what's next? Christmas is coming up. I thought I was going to save this for the episode after next, but that's right on Christmas. So we better cram this in there. Holidays creeping up on me. We're going to do that one you suggest. We're going to do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger versus Frosty the Snowman. Oh, no. In case anyone has real strong opinions about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. I mean, why not? <laughs> it's a, it's just another side of the die here at Song versus Song. Just I mean, got plumbing the depths. I mean, we, th- these were huge, humongously popular songs. <laughs> Pop songs. I think they charted very high in like 1949 or whatever the hell they came out. I look forward to researching it. Well, that'll be our next episode. Hey, um, as we wrap up, um, I realize that I say this stuff every week. I'm going to keep saying it every week because it, there, there are a bunch of things you can do to help Song vs. Song as a podcast, most of, most of which will cost you absolutely nothing. So here are a series of things that you can do that if you like the podcast, you can do that cost you zero dollars. One, you can uh, review the podcast, uh, even if you just rate it, even if you just give it five stars. But uh, if you write down a review, that's great. If you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you want, that's also great. Uh, you know what's really, really helpful? Recommending the podcast on whatever social media platform. When people say, which they say all the time, hey, give me your podcast recs, say song versus song. These things cost you nothing and they help us a great deal. Um, we love you for it. Yes, that's true. Um, unconditionally. You, uh, I've seen some people doing it on, uh, I think, Reddit, like giving us a uh, recommending us, which thank you, Reddit. We appreciate it. I mean, thank you. Anybody that does that. It's yeah. really, really incredibly kind, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, I know it, it, it costs the amount of time it takes to do it, mm-hmm. but it costs $0. Uh, however, uh, if you would like to spend $1 a month, mm-hmm. you can get a bonus episode in point of fact, if you're listening to this right now, you will, cause I think they're going to get released in reverse order. You will immediately be able to listen to our review of, Frozen 2. Which we are literally leaving right now to go watch. Yes, we are We are about to get on a train because we're actually a little late. Oh my god, we gotta get out of here. Alright, so <laughs> yeah, cost you a dollar. Uh, you can listen to, we have a backlog of episodes, it's patron exclusives, we do a movie every month and uh, and that's it. And also make sure that you check out the other podcast that is done at this kitchen table. It's called the Apocalypse Book Club. It is a podcast with uh, Nella and Sarah who you probably know. And my wife, Riv Jacobowski, they do all of the apocalyptic novels from, in chronological order from date of release. And it's a great podcast where you find out uh, why it is that the end of the world was written the way that it was throughout different times and different places in history. And that's it. That's our show. We will see you next time talking about Christmas, apparently. Apparently. Who knew? Bye. Bye.